0: Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. One of the things needed right now is a new way of thinking. Don't, don't you imagine that? Don't you just know that in your, in your bones? And by extension, a new way of doing business. Just look around because we we see so many parts of what I think of as the old world order that are no longer working. And perhaps they never did, or if they did, they worked only for a slice of humanity and not for everyone. So I was particularly delighted to meet my guest today, Runa Baoyos, who is not only thinking about what is needed, but has been creating and living and teaching these new models for a long time. So stay tuned today. And welcome, I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and CEO and founder of the Baca Institute. Head there to discover your creative advantage by taking the Creative Innovator Quiz. Find out your personal innovator style so you can open your flow and make everything in life easier. Learn to optimize your ability to create more in less time while enjoying every minute. And just so you know, coming up July 17th and 18th is my next inspiration into action intensive. So hop on over to the Baca Institute and check it out. So now on to welcoming my guest, who is often referred to as a futurist and activator. Runa Bowias is a conscious, Bowias, excuse me, (laughs) is a conscious leadership influencer who has been on the vanguard of the new business paradigm thinking, the creation of better workplaces and the development of the new type of leaders over the last two decades. See what I mean? See what I mean, folks? Runa, entrepreneur and former CEO from Reykjavik, Iceland, is the founder of the True Power Institute and the convener of the True Power Mastermind. As a keynote speaker, best-selling author, change agent, agent, and co-founder and board member of Social Impact Enterprises, Runa promotes the evolution of the human spirit to co-create a future that works for all. Runa specializes in helping visionary C-suite leaders and influencers accelerate their journey towards greater wisdom and mastery of their true power. Welcome Runa, I am really excited that we get to talk today.
1: Well, thank you and thank you for the invitation.
0: Mm, With great pleasure. So, wow, we we could start in so many different places. Um, And I feel like because everybody is looking at right now in the world, what needs to change? What what do we need to do differently? I mean, there is a there are a whole group of people who are saying, oh, we can't wait to get back to what was. Mm -hmm. And yet will miss the opportunity if we go back, if we think we can even go back to something. So can you speak a little bit about, about change, which I know you talk about a lot, but what you see the, the landscape is that is changing and what from that needs to change?
1: Right. Well, I think we as humanity have gotten a big jolt <laughs> with COVID. And, uh, and, and in that, actually a gift for looking at uh, how, we, how our normal was
2: mm-hmm.
1: that we have been longing for now for the last 15 months and really look at it in the eye and see if, it, if that normal is really something that works. Mm-hmm. Many people are claiming now that actually that normal isn't, like you said, not working for everybody. And we are in a period of time in history where change is needed. And uh, I see it as uh, number one systems change mm-hmm. uh, and number two change of the individual person, because like Einstein said, uh, you can't create uh, a new with the same energy or consciousness that you created the thing that isn't working anymore. And mm-hmm. back, Mr. Fuller, he he told us that we should not waste our time trying to re- resurrect or fix the old system. We should rather spend our energy building the new, a new system. But because of what Einstein said, the individual has to go through transformation first, so they can have the expanded mindset and expanded consciousness to to allow the creativity and flow that you are so uh, fluent in speaking about to come in. So we can create something that's different. Mm -hmm. So I literally feel that the times are giving us uh, an opportunity Mm -hmm. to move forward, not with the desire to go back to normal, but with the desire to create a new future, co-create, because we have to do it together, Mm -hmm. co-create a new future that works better for everybody and not just the few, as you said, not just the one percent,
0: you know, when I when I was um, <laughs> writing up our note, my notes to to do this show and I was thinking about you and what you do. And and one of the things that occurred to me that I didn't say was, I, you know, I feel like we are you and I um, kind of swimming in the same waters and and we have this very similar kind of uh, feeling about what is needing to happen. And I really appreciate that. And and so when you talk about transformation and the transformation within the individual so that they can do what they need to do so that they can create the change that is needed, what does that look like in your estimation?
1: Yeah, uh, that can take on many forms. (laughs) No, we are all uh, at different levels in our maturity, Uh, Mm -hmm. but uh, if we talk just about, say, leaders, uh, entrepreneurs and leaders or people who are out there in leadership positions, mm-hmm. they get training, say, in a, BA, a MBA program, they get training in a, a, anything external.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they are very, very fluent in that, but they don't get any training in uh, literally leading the internal landscape of themselves. Mm. then have a lot of leadership and a lot of culture, which we could literally talk call toxic culture or toxic leadership, because these leaders have not had any uh, training in going inside and really start, we could say um, looking at how they function and, and become mm-hmm, aware mm-hmm. and awake to first of all, their thoughts that then create their emotions. And then the emotions, are responsible for how they behave, mm-hmm. and so toxic leadership, or like uh, like a colleague of mine, he calls it bosshole leadership. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Bosshole leadership <laughs> is is not very effective, and I think that's one of the changes we need to. To make now to go away from uh, uh, command and control leadership, which is mm-hmm. all about coming from ego, coming from uh, and, and in a way coming from, uh, uh, I would say, uh, maybe ignorance and or or inability to to lead oneself. And mm-hmm. you know, there's no wonder because this is not what's taught to us in school.
0: Right. Right. It's it, that old linear way of thinking and being. Yeah. Exactly. That doesn't fit with where we really are.
1: Exactly. So leaders don't have any background in in internal leadership when they take Mm on positions. So um, what what I am uh, proposing is that uh, organizations and and leaders, they need to um, offer their people uh, also, we could say, vertical development, leadership development, Mm -hmm. which is going inside and going to the deeper aspects of the psyche of how we function. So with, with the aim of, in a way, uh, aim towards self-mastery that mm-hmm. we use our mind in, in service of what needs to happen, but not allowing the mind to be in charge because that's where the possible leadership comes from. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so now, now that might be a little confusing to some listeners yeah. um, because we think of the mind as as being what does need to control things. Right. And now I know that that's gotten us into trouble because right. yeah. that you're, I think you're speaking of the mind in the sense of the way in which the, um, the mind is part of the, of the ego. Right. Or, or um, an expression I, of the ego.
1: Exactly. I'm, I'm speaking of what we could call the small self mm-hmm. or, or, the, or the vulnerable part of us that is coming from fear and scarcity Mm. uh, and insecurity Mm -hmm. uh, because we haven't strengthened that core because no one has helped us to strengthen that inner core. And once we, we manage to get that under control, then the, then the ego to me is, is a servant Mm -hmm. servant to the soul and to the spirit.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, that's beautiful.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's flipping. So this is power shift for me talking about power mm-hmm. shifting the power away from the ego to the soul and source and mm-hmm. then placing the ego uh, in the servant position mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and giving it something to do that's yes.
0: Yes, yes. You yeah, know, my teacher used to talk about the ego or the personality as being so needed. You know, it needs, that's our vehicle for expression.
1: Absolutely. We, we, we have to, we wouldn't function here in the physical if we didn't have it. Mm-hmm. And it's there to protect us and uh, and manifest things. I mean, we, we need it. And, you know, when people are talking about confidence, confidence comes, real confidence comes when we have that ego under control of the soul mm-hmm. and the ego is literally doing its job. And part of that is being confident. Mm-hmm. And you can do anything.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. And creating in, in alignment with, in co-creation with yeah. that soul or that, that, um, that higher self. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So how, do, how, how are you finding that um, with leaders? You know, is is that something that people are are resonating with that message? Are they able to hear that? (laughs)
1: Not very willingly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have been involved in a movement uh, that we call the Conscious Capitalism movement. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, I'm familiar with that.
1: Mm -hmm. And There are four pillars of of that uh, philosophy and, and one is purpose. Mm -hmm. One is uh, stakeholders orientation, one is culture, conscious Mm -hmm. culture of the organization, and the last one is conscious leadership. Mm -hmm. And that is the area that I have been mostly focusing on because, again, if we don't start there, I don't believe we can create a conscious culture.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Or do we understand why it's important to to value all stakeholders? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or are we interested to find our purpose? (laughs) Yes,
0: yes, yes. So, uh, so I'll start with that base, that foundation.
1: Exactly. that to me is, is it. And m- my experience is that even in the conscious capitalism movement, uh, that particular step is often overlooked. And very often it isn't until leaders get into trouble. Uh, either in the workplace and uh, they are not getting along or uh, having communication challenges or difficulties with other people that maybe their their bosses you know give them coach a coach mm-hmm. that you know there are certain areas you need to be working on so we are going to give you some coaching and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. or it happens on a personal level and i think that's more often the case that
2: mm-hmm.
1: that leaders just as human beings uh, come into challenges it could be illness it could be burnout after crazy work mm-hmm.
2: schedule.
1: Mm-hmm. it could be a divorce it could be uh we could say midlife crisis
0: <laughs> yes yes all uh, of that yeah
1: where, where there is there is that they find themselves cornered off and that the way they have been able to move through life before is simply not working and there's like a hole on the inside and they mm-hmm. they they're very confusing they don't know what this is and uh but if nothing is done it it keeps on keeps on festering there mm-hmm. and like regarding burnout there's so many people who have been taken down through burnout and so they are forced to get their health back by going into uh, take taking on a healing journey
2: mm-hmm. and
1: through that process they start to look at things within themselves. And if they are lucky to have good people to, to guide them and help them, that they start to look at who they are and, and why they are here. And, you know, the truth of who they really are.
0: Yes. And so purpose comes in in a very different way then. That's right. That's right. As, as something fundamental that they need to explore as part of the, well, who am I really? And that's what am I really here to do?
1: That's right. Yeah. Exactly. So it kind of sneaks up on you. And often I find that uh, the age group that starts to wake up to this, even though there are, you know, this can happen anytime, but very often it's, it's like 35, 40, 40, mm-hmm. 40 plus that people start to wake up. You know, they've gone through their education. They have started a career. Maybe they've, you know, started a family mm-hmm. and, and have maybe a, a good career, but then this starts to, to come in yeah. and, and, uh, and they start to, to go for that, we could say search, mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: it's it search. And I, I call it uh, a leadership journey. It's really taking a journey in into yourself to lead yourself first and foremost. And by be, being able to lead yourself, you're going to be much more effective leading other people in your workplace. Yes.
0: Yes. And I, I, I think about that in terms of mastery. Um, it, self-mastery, master of self, so that not control of self, but so that you can have that fluidity of an inner connection that that nourishes and informs what you do in the outer world. It, so That's- often I, I've had people come to me who who've crashed and burned really. Yeah. Um, maybe they were hugely successful. And and then they did crash and burn because they didn't have that that foundation that you're speaking about so beautifully.
1: Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. And and in a way, what they gain when they start taking on this journey and and at least in my case, and I, I see it, if people are really sincere taking this journey on, mm-hmm. there's no turning back.
0: Mm, You can't turn the light off once it's been turned on. Exactly.
1: Exactly. (laughs) That's the beauty of it. And so that's where I see that um, business leaders who, who have turned the light on, Mm -hmm. they start to become much more conscious about the culture and the stakeholders orientation and the other pillars of the conscious capitalism framework. And, and, you know, and many of them are doing great things today. Uh, Some literally creating new companies. Mm -hmm. we could say a conscious business model where Mm -hmm. they honor all these principles and others transforming their own businesses.
0: Do you see that it's um, extending out from there? In other words, that they they've made the changes or they're in the process of making those changes within themselves. Mm -hmm. Are they able then to um, to take that to others? Uh, Not necessarily others within their own company, although that too, Mm -hmm. perhaps to other leaders to there's a step out after that insular nature of I'm going to look at my own business. I look at my own self then I look at my own business and then I look to that greater community at large. Right.
1: Yes, absolutely. There are examples of people having done that. And uh, one that comes to mind is the CEO of Salesforce.
0: Yeah, me too. Yes. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, <laughs> such an amazing job. I mean, he's just taking San Francisco and turning it upside down in so mm-hmm. many ways, and uh, being very powerful, and, and and get creating gatherings. If I understand correctly, with mm-hmm. other leaders, where he's bringing teachers and 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 people bringing these kind of teachings to to the audience, and mm-hmm. uh, another. Person that comes to mind is Paul Polman, who used to be the CEO of um, uh, one of the big now. Uh, <laughs> the company eludes me. It's one of the big giant companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's no longer the CEO, but he is spearheading climate change, and he's spearheading these principles from the conscious capitalism movement. And mm-hmm. I mean, he's just unstoppable, and he is just one. Um, one leader that is really influencing other leaders because he has himself turned his company, uh, uh, which which is a publicly uh, owned company, mm-hmm. and and where he had to deal with shareholders and all that stuff, and he has shown how the company actually became more successful <laughs> by doing this. So it's a it's a living example. Yeah, Unilever is the company.
0: Yeah. So, well, oh, Unilever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not a small one. Not a small one at all. And, you know, does that seem to be to you a natural progression that you start to, one starts to look outside oneself when you go this, in this, uh, go this route, you start to look outside oneself to what's happening in the world and, and how am I to impact that?
1: Right. Well, I hope so. It doesn't happen in all cases because some people are, just happy and comfortable with their little life, mm-hmm. with a company, with their family, with their friends and, and community. But one of the things that I feel I'm here to do is to really ask, uh, inspire leaders mm-hmm. to ask themselves the question, how can I have a greater impact in the world, greater positive impact
2: mm-hmm.
1: through my true power? that when they have found that core and activated that power within themselves, and mm-hmm. how can I use that to create some positive contribution out in the world? Mm-hmm. And then everyone has a unique uh, personality, unique position, unique uh, experience and background. So there's so many different ways people can do that.
0: So that's interesting. You've mentioned the true power a few different times, and I know that um, you ha- you have founded the True Power Institute. Yeah, and I'm interested in its mission. But before that, I'm really interested in why. You know, what was it within you and your journey that took you there?
1: Well. <sighs> It it takes me back to the same place as these (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) 40-somethings that went for their thing. I was, you know, after 20 years in Iceland as an entrepreneur, uh, I found my own passion waning and uh, and, and some emptiness on the inside. And this coincided time-wise around the same time that my husband passed away Mm. from an Alzheimer's related uh, accident so um i decided to sell my businesses and and uh, because there was so much change so much happening and uh both uh involuntary because of course losing my husband was not something i wished
2: mm-hmm. for
1: but but i had the choice of whether to stay with my business or not and i chose to let it go because i knew there was this hole on the inside that i wanted to mm-hmm. fill and that meant that I had to let go of the old.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And so I came to the U.S. Uh, with my two small kids and uh, to start anew, to start mm-hmm. life. And to begin with, focus on my own journey and my own healing after losing a, a, a spouse and uh, leaving my country and, and leaving my identity completely. My goodness, you left
0: everything, really.
1: Yeah, except being a mother.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was so lucky to end up in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Mm. Uh, Where I had some teachers, but uh, another teacher showed up, which is a Native American uh, uh, teacher woman. And uh, I found myself sitting in her teepee. through some teachings, you know, this was all new to me. I was straight from Iceland and it was, you know, being in a cinema, in a movie or something. But, but anyway, uh, I committed to working with her and worked with her for a long, long time, many, many years. And um, through learning about the indigenous cultures and the circular, you could say, circular way of leading and living and also the ancient prophecies. Mm-hmm. Uh, which talk about these changes that we started our conversation with. What I learned from her is that the, the, the humanity has been in a phase that she calls the era of men for 5,400 years. Mm. And that era is, was supposed to kind of end around 1987. And what takes over is the era of women. For the next 5 thousand four hundred years
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so everything we are seeing about women right women power rising and 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 all the movement to bring more equality whether it's into leadership positions in companies or whatever it is mm-hmm. uh, is coming from that and we are just at the beginning phase of that so what I what I got totally fascinated with was it, because this has to do with power, that what I learned is that the world has been run by the masculine, by the patriarchy, and they have been in power for so long. And that create that very small slice of of, of benefactors of, uh, of wealth, uh, where the women, the, the women, women power, women uh, attributes, women wisdom has been, pushed down and stepped on and ridiculed and, and made fun of and uh, women have been killed for their wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so half of our intelligence in a way has been squished away. Yeah. So that creates unequal power. And now that we are facing uh, a situation in the world where we are literally on the edge of destroying ourselves. Mm-hmm. The question is what is it that we need to, to go to, to change that and heal and go back to balance. And what, what I learned from her uh, and, and others is that we need to reinstate the feminine. And that's a power shift. Ah. So bringing back, and, and she works with the medicine wheel, and I learned that the in her tradition, the, the center of the medicine wheel is the wholeness that we are needing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the wholeness, when we are in balance and when we are whole, as individuals and as society and as humanity we are in our power
0: so it's not about doing away with the masculine and that's what some no you know in in reaction to when anybody talks about let's bring um let's bring some kind of balance you know bring something this a voice that has not been heard let's allow that to have space right there's that that slamming the door shut from the other side, saying absolutely not because there's such fear.
1: That's right, that's right.
0: So, so when you're speaking to this um, about reinstating, about bringing forward part of our wisdom that we haven't even, that we haven't fully claimed, that we haven't given space to.
1: Yeah.
0: How, does the, how do you bring that into your work in the world?
1: <laughs> well, depending on the audience, you have to use different language and different yes, language. Of course. But I'm not doing that,
0: but um, here you can say anything you want.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I actually so in two thousand and five when I created my first website, mm-hmm. then the theme of of talking about leadership and true power came. It just seemed to be what wanted to come through me. Of mm-hmm. course, influenced by my Native American teacher and everything else I was learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I like because power is the topic of power is so avoided. It's just Mm -hmm. just a taboo. You don't talk about it. And and yet daily we see abuse of power.
0: Ah, yes, yes, that's Uh, that's huge. That abuse of power. We see that in in every situation. I turn on the
1: news. That's what I see. That's right. So. You know, um, I just decided I would be a little bit provocative and allow myself to talk about power. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and one way, uh, you know, say if I had a feminine audience, I know it would be very welcome to them to talk mm-hmm. about reinstating or, or integrating the feminine, mm-hmm. creating that partnership between the masculine and the feminine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, But I think men need to hear that because just like you said, they don't want to open the doors for this, nor empty seats, say in boardrooms Mm -hmm. for the women. And of course, that is become come from fear uh, and scarcity mindset that, you know, uh, we have had had this we want to hold on to that but what they really have to face now is really the future of their children and their grandchildren and the next generations mm-hmm. if we if they want to hold on to power and keep on doing things the way we have been doing things we're going to be garners and so i'm i'm wanting to really speak to their heart in terms of the next generations and might it be might it be maybe in their heart to, to look at their mindset and look at, uh, we could say opening their heart to that there might be different ways. And it doesn't mean that they are going to be excluded. It just means that in a way they're going to be gaining because the more they dive into their own feminine, they are going to find uh, getting to know their own feelings and emotions and, and, and getting that strong core themselves so that hole that I talk about, mm-hmm. they might fill that, actually. So there is benefit in it for them as well, just to become a healthier and happier human being. So you and I know that. Right.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's what we teach. That's what we live. And I, when people come to that place where something isn't working. Yeah within themselves usually maybe they got their they their spouse left mm-hmm. or as you say they got ill or burned out or something then there's more of an openness okay i'm desperate so i am willing to look right otherwise there's such a clutch um a holding on to power right so that you know, it's it's so oh it's so frustrating to me to see that to see evidence of that every day all the time right and, and I, what do we do about that? What do, how do we speak to you saying the next generation? Let's see how we can use that as the, perhaps the hook.
1: Right. Yes. Perhaps the hook. <laughs> uh, well, I, I actually, what you're speaking to is, is this huge polarization that we have now mm-hmm. and in a way we are living in chaotic times. Yes. Yes. But. But you and I know that in balance, there is polarization. Mm -hmm. The balance is in between. So we can go, you know, if the pendulum is swinging like this, we can say, for instance, I have no purpose. I'm here and then I have purpose here. But we always need to get into a, a more balanced space.
0: Is, is that possible? I mean, I, I, I've someone said this recently and it, and it resonated with me that balance is an illusion, that there is no such thing.
1: Well, I think there is no relative balance. There's no one point because it,
0: it's but, always moving.
1: Yeah. But but then now this is going to a deeper layer.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: what if we are not on the pendulum? What if we can get ourselves to a neutral place where there uh-huh. is no pendulum? Mm-hmm. Where we are in direct connection to our soul and source, yes, and we are just being, and we are operating from that place. Hmm. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's maybe out there. No, well, no,
0: it's not at all to me. I mean, it's actually it's fundamental to my life and fundamental to what I teach and speak about. That's so true. no, I'm I'm I am so aligned with you. So right. what if we can't? And and I. I know that we can. I won't even say I believe that we can. I know that we can.
1: I mean, if no one talks about it, uh, nothing is going to happen. So, you know, and I always we have to, think, to hold that picture first. That's right. And I, I believe that people like us are planting seeds. Mm-hmm. We might not see the the fruits of those seeds in our lifetime,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in all cases. But uh, I want to I want to contribute, at least from where I am, in my life now, uh, I want to uh, and I'm dedicating myself to contributing in the best way I can. Mm-hmm. So I can be operating from my highest power mm-hmm. <laughs> and creating the biggest impact yeah. in the hope that, you know, it, it creates an avalanche effect at some point.
0: Yeah. So and what so what is given that what you just said, yeah. um, what is the mission of the True Power Institute? And really what I'm asking is. What are you here to do, Rona? What why <laughs> why are you here, and what are you about?
1: Right, I
0: have uh, questions. I know. I,
1: I know, but I, I have to actually, apologize
0: for them. <laughs> no,
1: I have thought about it, and I, and I have come up with uh, a simple way to describe my purpose, mm-hmm. which is uh, to awaken leaders mm-hmm. to their true power. Mm. It's as simple as that, mm-hmm. and then the mission is to evolve humanity's relationship to power Ooh. and that's not anything small
0: that's not anything small I mean I hear it and then I, ha- I almost have to take a breath and breathe in your words right to to really receive that
1: right and you know it starts with just having a conversation with people about power and say if 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 you are brought up you're brought into a, a company which is uh, dealing with difficulties in their culture or difficulties in leadership, it usually is about some kind of power struggle, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. comes from all the things we've been talking about here. And uh, so in, the, in that case, it's, it's not out of the question to start talking about power and disempowerment, because mm-hmm. so many people also in the workplace feel they don't have any power. So the more we can uh, teach leaders about their own power and how they can source it, how they can wield it, how they can empower others. I mean, they the, their purpose is always to uh, to create better outcome for the company. Usually, mm-hmm. just measuring it in profit, and uh, of course, we want to measure it in other things like the planet and and people, <laughs> and purpose. Uh, but you know, when you can start linking it to performance, that actually knowing more about your power and how to use it and how to use it wisely and how to use it to empower your team so you get better, uh, better results. So you create more profits. <laughs> then it starts it's to be it starts to be something maybe I should be thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on top of that, you benefit as an individual because you become lighter and happier and healthier. And you know, you have something to live for. you. Monday mornings are not going to be, oh my God, do I have to go to work today?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do I have to fight with somebody else? That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: now we we've been focused so much on um uh the the business side of that yet the very same thing it seems to me is there in relationships The very same issues about power and about the power shifts and and about who's disempowered and that's not always the obvious partner in the relationship that is disempowered usually the person that is wanting to maintain control and power feels within themselves a sense of disempowerment
1: Exactly, exactly. No, relationships are such a great laboratory.
0: <laughs> for, oh, indeed.
1: Yes. Yeah, for learning about power. But again, no one teaches us this. Right. So we go, we fall in love and, and we go into this relationship. And then all uh, when the honeymoon is over, all these things start to happen.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. And
1: we get into trouble. Mm-hmm. And if people are not willing, just like the leaders in organizations, to take the journey to To learn about themselves and learn about their partner and learn about how to collaborate together and and live together, um, you you have a a dysfunctional relationship. While if you choose to use the relationship as the instigator for growth, I think it's the fastest way to mature.
0: Yes, and I, I, I totally agree with you. And I also see that's one of the things I love about business is that that is another way. To, it's almost a way for us to both um, personally mature and, and address those things that you're, you're speaking to. And it's also the way that society gets to look at that. It's another it's a laboratory for society.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, Yes. And the leaders and organizations that get coaching and get leadership development and all that stuff, they usually become better spouses mm-hmm. because they take the same. And I mean, there's, there's no division between personal and professional. So they start to think about not just only the team, but you know, how, how am I dealing with my wife or my, my husband or my partner? And how do I uh, engage with my children? hmm Mm-hmm.
0: And so they become different role models too.
1: But that's right. That's right.
0: Wow. So, what do you see as the next step here? What do you see as emerging?
1: Well, um, I feel that this chaos <laughs> that we're in is both very scary uh, mm-hmm. for most people, but I also feel excitement because I feel that we've been shaken up so badly now. <laughs> That there is, a, we might have a chance for for enough people to wake up, and 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 really want to start looking for another way of being. And I don't, I don't think anyone has a clear picture of what our future is.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: I I know that there are enough people who are. Uh, open and eager and uh, curious and excited to allow the emerging of what wants to come Mm -hmm. to show up and then use what they call sense making to try to make sense of it to guide them to take the next step Mm -hmm. so that's a very different way from you know the goal setting strategy and goal setting
0: (laughs) yeah from outside in you're talking about from within what's emerging
1: Exactly, to, to respond to what is emerging. And I think COVID has really forced us in a way to start doing that because it was so unexpected and it was so uh, unconventional and uh, people were so thrown out of their place in so many ways, mm-hmm. and so many limitations and, and people had to use that creativity uh, to survive and, uh, and trying new things.
0: Yes, Yes. And, and for all of the, the heartbreak that this time has been, I have been so inspired by by the level of creativity and, and collaboration and um, co-creation that has been taking place.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So, so that's that's the gift that we get. hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: So, Runa, can
0: you tell us where people can find you, find out more about you and your work?
1: Right. They can go to my website, which is truepowerinstitute.com,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, where they can uh, see both my articles and they can see my programs. Uh, I've, my newest program is the True Power Mastermind that mm-hmm. is starting in two weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, so that's the best place to to learn more about me. Wonderful. Wonderful.
0: Bruna, I, I want to continue and I know we're we're really out of time. Um, wow, well, would you come back another time? We can
1: have a- I, I would love to. I love having a conversation with you. Yeah,
0: thank you. Thank you so much for being here and for gracing us with your wisdom. And uh, and I I hope that people really take this to heart to to start looking at you know what? What is their next step? Where are they needing to look at power dynamics in their own life, and and what need is needing to shift, and perhaps what that what that hole may be within themselves that is calling to their attention.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The more who who start to become curious about their hole, the more mm-hmm. will start to walk towards the light. I believe.
0: Yes. Yes. Thank you again, Runa. You have been just a delight to have this conversation with. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And thank you to our listeners for being with us at Wisdom Talk Radio today. Join us here regularly each time for more wisdom, discovery and illumination. And remember that you can find us on your favorite place to listen to podcasts. We're on all the different um, places that are that are out there. And if you've enjoyed listening today, please leave us a review because that helps other people discover us. It helps spread the illumination and the wisdom for other people to receive. And that's how we get to transform the world. For more about fast-tracking your own ideas to creation and to revenue, find me, Laurie Seymour, over at TheBacaInstitute.com. Take the quiz there and find out your creative innovator style so that you can turn your ideas into reality without missing another moment. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is WisdomTalkRadio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.